amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Welcome to Balanced Life with Debbie Carlin Boyle. Conversations connecting to a healthier you. The show that gives you all the latest and greatest health and wellness information to inspire you to live a life of balance and joy. Debbie Carlin Boyle is a health and nutrition coach, personal trainer, and fitness instructor who helps her clients live in balance with everything that feeds us in addition to the food on our plate. Please welcome your host, Debbie Carlin Boyle. Hello. Welcome. Welcome to this week of Thanksgiving, which we're going to talk about gratitude because that's part of wellness. And welcome to my show. This is Balanced Life with me, Debbie Carlin Boyle. We're conversations, I have conversations that hopefully connect to a healthier you. And that's sort of my goal these days in life. And I want you to connect with us today if you can, if you're watching live. And if you're not, you can go ahead and make a comment anytime on my Facebook page, which is Fit by Design, also known as Balanced Life. But just plug in and search Fit by Design and it will say Balanced Life and there I am. And you can find the show and you can make a post-show comment at any time and I will respond or my guests because we're all connected in. The other way is if you are listening live is to call in and I would love for you to join us today. So the call-in number here is 323-843-2826. Call in ask a question, make a comment, become part of the conversation, tell us a little something that may you feel relatable to that we're talking about. Because I have a great show today, because my guest today is kind of like what I'm all about. So when I first conceived the idea to create a brand and to do a show called Balanced Life, my intention was to invite guests who shared in the same lifestyle, in the same ideas, goals, and values as I do, one in which my guests could inspire and motivate and supply the tools for my audience to live their best possible life. My guest today, Will Hazlitt, does just that. One of the principles that Will lives by is the belief that if you surround yourself with motivated and inspirational people, have amazing conversations, be creative, and share in others' success, failures, and learning, then you have the recipe to devour the day, thus creating your 26 hours, Will's personal brand. Will believes it's all our responsibility to make the world a better place, which is why he is a master coach with Go Huey, a game-changing platform for in individuals and businesses to thrive at their highest levels. Will is also going to be leading a motorcycle tour across America, where he will hear personal stories that will touch us and bring us to, together to expose our very human core value, which is love. Will is a military analyst at the Army's National Training Center. He will be the oldest competitor on Fox's new sports com competition show, uh, airing soon. But most importantly, Will is the proud father of two young daughters ages three and four years old. So sit back, 
get ready to get motivated as I welcome my guest to the show today, Will Hazlitt. Hi. Welcome, Will. <laughs> it's our you, audience. Buddy. We have an audience. Yay. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. You're quite impressive with all of impressive. those. Well, but this is who you are. I mean, this is a lot, but you are this person, yeah. which is where, you know, I have to say that the way I met you was on LinkedIn. Yes. Because um, I, uh, I don't know if you call it friends on LinkedIn, but you, I link to people that are like-minded, people yes. that are in the field. And one of the things that struck me about you is you called yourself a holistic athlete. And the word holistic, you know, can be a very broad meaning. And athlete can also be a broad meaning. Yes. But when you put those words together, I found that very intriguing. And so I reached out to you through LinkedIn yeah. and said, I love this holistic athlete thing. We need to talk. And boom, we were on the phone. So I really appreciate you doing the show because you have so many wonderful, inspirational things that you're doing for the greater good. And we're going to go right into it today. Okay. But before we do, um, I like to hear a little bit of background. I got a little bit when we talked our first time, but I, I always think people are doing what they're doing today that leads them, they, they started somewhere and throughout their life, their story brought them to what they're doing today. So I want to hear about where you're from, what your childhood was like, what your education is and how you got here. Oh, okay. But bring the microphone a little closer to right. you so my audience can hear you, too. Okay. And here we go. Tell me a little bit about you. Where uh, are you from? I'm from upstate New York originally, a okay. small town, Phelps, New York, you know, one stoplight. So oh. I was at a young age inspired to go to bigger towns and you know, kind of yeah. get out of the area. But it was a great upbringing, you know, very small community. Everyone knew everybody. We had the local country kitchen restaurant. So obviously everyone knew our family as yeah. well. Um Coming from a middle-class family, my, my option for college, in my mind, was to go to the military. So I joined the Army, and two weeks in basic training, I found out that I was going to the first Gulf War at 19 years old. So Whoa, that was you were a, 19. A little bit of an eye-opener yeah. at that point. Um, I served in the Army in uh, reconnaissance, and I, I went to the first Gulf War, and then I went back after to do some training. So, do, is um, just stopping you for one second, did the Army train you on, at this fitness level that you're at right now? Or, I mean, did they, or did they incite it at least, get you interested in fitness? Um, no, actually, I was a high school athlete, too. Oh, you um, were? We and my family weren't able to start athletics until eighth grade, just financially. That's when we determined it was our starting point. So when I was allowed to, I just relished it, and I tried to do everything I could. So it was track and wrestling and football. Mm -hmm. And my brothers were both good athletes as well. So you have two brothers? I have uh, two older brothers, one younger brother. Oh, there's so four boys. There's four boys. Wow. Yeah, that's why I'm And you're all athletes. Well, you're two, two others. Well, yeah, we're all athletes, and that's yeah. why my mother's the toughest woman I know, because she raised four boys. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. There you go. There you have it. So what was your sport of choice? Did you really excel at or that you had a passion for? Uh, my sport of choice was track and field. Uh, I enjoyed football, but again, coming in in eighth grade, you missed a lot of the basics, So, but I after the military, I did end up walking onto a college football team and playing. Oh, you did? I chose to. What yeah. college? Uh, Hobart William Smith. Um, oh, yeah. So Hobart College in yeah. State New York. I, I was a walk-on, and I played for three years on uh, the team. And what position? 
I went in as a receiver and didn't know enough to not run over people, so oh. I got switched to defensive back and kickoff and punt return. Oh, well, yeah. you were running <laughs> over people. I didn't have the mindset to run away from people. Oh, okay. So they had to kind of like rethink about yeah. your position. That's funny. So, so you were. So, how long were you in um, the army? Did you say I was in the army for a little over three years? That was okay. my enlistment, and honestly, after going in and going right into a war, and I wasn't, you know. I, I wasn't really, that wasn't why I was there, honestly. I was a naive kid going in for college money to mm -hmm. put myself through college. So I went in, I went through that. It actually made me a much better human being because of some of the stuff I had to see. And uh, I actually had some exchanges with some EPWs, they were called at the time, but prisoners that we found in bunkers. And one of the gentlemen was going to Georgetown University and told that if he didn't come home and fight, his family would be killed. So that those are the people I met and talked to when they were our prisoners. So wow. that turned me into more of a human being than you know, sometimes people can kind of get lost in what's going on. Perfect example of why I wanted to hear your backstory. Okay. Because it does, like you said, take you there to steps, where, yeah. yeah, those are places that take you to where you sit today. So yeah. that's why I love that. And, and I have the luxury of having a 50-minute show so I can hear a little bit about the person that I'm highlighting. And, okay. and so can our audience, which again is inspirational. Because to me, no matter where you've come from, um, wherever you're going, you can pave that path yeah. based on, and a lot of it has to do with our experiences when we were younger. Um, negative, positive, and everything in between. And I, I love hearing other stories that, you know, come out on the other side, on the good, uh, on a positive side, not only doing for themselves, but for the greater good, yep. for, for better. So, so after college, what brought you out to the West Coast? Um, after college, I graduated with a psychology degree, so I started working with uh, children 8 to 18 on a psychiatric unit. Wow. So, I loved what I was doing. I mean, I saw there's a lot going on with uh, healthcare and different mental health care. And I was actually jokingly at the time wanted to move to some place that didn't have natural disasters and had better weather. So I actually applied for a position at a youth care facility in Arizona. And I was hired over the phone. Mm. I went out. Youth care, meaning foster? Locked residential. Okay. So oh, we were working so with the, the toughest kids. Oh, okay. So these are the juvenile kids detention. That were in juvenile. Yeah. Okay. So I came out and I was a floor staff for about six months. Then I moved into a supervisory role. And then within a year, I was a director of the facility. So Wow. Okay. And it was just based on how I was taught to work, work ethic, and then just being caring about the people I was working with. So you've heard a lot of other people's stories, these kids' stories oh, that brought yeah. them there. Well, can I just ask you a little aside, from, uh, what's the one thing you found most had in common that brought them sort of to this anger and to this life of crime at a young age? What do you think was the most common denominator? I'm just curious. I, 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 God, good question. I know. You, you didn't give me that in advance. <laughs> no, no, um, no, no, no. So I know. I'm saying I'm, you, yeah, I'm going a little, and I'm very organic, but no, going like a little question. off subject. But I think it's all part and parcel because I'm going to tell you why after. I think I can relate it to everything else in my life at this point now that you made me think about it. I, yeah. Talking with them, and a lot of times you had to talk with them like they were just another human being. A lot of times people wanted to put different roles on them or what they'd done or who they you know who they were prior. It came, comes down to a lot of times they're not able to take in what's happening to them. There's no one there to explain what's happening to them, so they turn it into what they want. And if they don't have any ability or someone in their life that can teach them how to deal with it, then they turn how they react to it into what they want or what they've seen. 
So, a lot so of times nobody giving them sort of the time of day to really understand them. To some extent, yeah. Or they might They're be growing up in a home loved. where they didn't feel, yeah, didn't feel loved or yeah. it wasn't expressed or they may have grown up in a home that was violent. So you, you learn what you see a lot right, of That's times. right. So Absolutely. I, with my Which staff, a, I always taught them you have to be that solid object that they never had. So they're going to swear at you, and they're going to try and make you that person that's always been that's not That's familiar them. to them. Yeah, mm-hmm. and if you stay that person they've never had, that solid object, that's when we can work with them, and that's when we can make changes. And that was kind of my mentality through the end. I worked with uh, at-risk kids for 16 years. Oh, so, so. you really... Um, I asked that because a couple things. One, I also worked in drug and alcohol rehabs, working in the health and fitness and wellness nutrition area of working with a lot were kids, you know, 18 through. I would say 18 to 30 was the most common age that I worked with. And these were kids that had some things in common that I could really, you know, after being there for four and a half years, that I could figure out was the commonality. And one of them was not feeling like they were good enough, not like you were yeah. saying in the beginning. Just And, and, and that, to me, is a misplaced um, way of absorbing love, of feeling loved, of feeling validated, not feeling like they were fitting into the slot. Some of them were very, coming from very wealthy families, but not fitting into the slot that they thought their family or their parents wanted. So the better way out was numbing themselves, obviously. And I would think a life of crime or anger comes from that place too, not feeling like you're worthy, not feeling loved, not loving yourself. You know, and that that absence of love. And so the reason why I brought it up is because this career, this profession that you had really has brought you full circle because teaching people what you found out for yourself really works is so true. And I think, you know, and I've said this so many times on my shows that I think we'd have a lot less problems in prison, you know, a lot less overcrowding in prisons, a lot less anger, a lot less violent, a lot less mass shootings. If people understood how to raise their children to take care of themselves, to feel loved in spite of, not to put themselves in a category or a box, but to feel, to be who they are, to find their authentic self with the support of older human beings that are around them that they can trust, because trust comes into this. And I, you know, I'm sure the commonality in prisons and a lot of times in rehabs are those people that don't have any of that or yeah. didn't have any of that in their life. Yeah. And, um, and that's one of the reasons why I got into the health and wellness field is feeling like the way we take care of ourselves has a lot to do with the way we treat ourselves and others. You know, also, a lot of people get off antidepressants if they, you know, food changes everything, as you well know. Activity changes everything. Sleep changes everything. If they just find that balance, your 26 hours, my circle of life wheel, that all the things that feed us in addition to the food on our plate can really set the tone for how your life is going to play out and how you can be of service to others, which in turn is service to you, of course. So, not to go on no, off I'm, of a side, but it's so... I'm just trying not to grab my soapbox and jump up on it while you're talking Yeah, because it's so true. So, that's so cool that you did that. I saw that on your resume, on your CV, that you had, that you were a psychology major and that you yeah. were worked as, a, as um, in psychology. So, that's very cool. Very, it, this it was just interesting. This just keeps putting little stars over you. <laughs> just keep adding to your... 
So, so you came out this way to um, what got you into LA itself? Because you were in Arizona with that, right? Um, yeah. At the time, I was married, and um, my wife wanted to be an actress. It's kind of one of oh, those dreams. Of so we came out here and decided, you know, that was we're gonna. Do, I was going to do the work. I actually went to a small college to work, and uh, we we're going to pursue that. And I went down and stood in line with her for one of the casting agencies. And so I've been working pretty steady as well, um, doing acting along the way too. Oh, good. Again, yeah. It's a story. I love telling stories. That's who I am at my core. Mm -hmm. So when I get to go and act, it's telling somebody else's story sometimes. Yeah. And of course, yeah. I've written my own screenplays and my own poetry. Yeah. And all the yeah. I you do, have so. a lot going on. But in that that's respect. that's what brought me to California to begin with, and then. Um, through some hardships with that small college I was at, I that's how I actually ended up out at Fort Irwin at the National, Army's National Training Center, and that came from having a dialogue with somebody in a gym that saw my tattoo, my military tattoo, mm -hmm. and manifestation. It just it was two weeks after I'd lost that college had closed and I'd lost my job. That same person came up. He's like, "Hey, are you looking for work? Fort Irwin's hiring ex-military to do this." And I'm like, and I rode out there that day on my motorcycle and. And st I've got been about five years now, yeah. Oh, great, great. How do you like it? Do you? Because um, what is it? So you're an analyst for the military. So you, how does that work? I mean, is it a little top secret? What I can or? tell you. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what, what I'm asking. What we do is primarily, we're, we're in a building. We nicknamed it the Star Wars building. There's an analyst of working for all different types of, like we work with the maintenance and engineers, the people that do minefields and build and take apart. And we monitor them while they're doing their training. And we monitor them on computers, we monitor them versus via radio versus the military. There's a lot of stuff we do. And after watching everything they do and how they do well and how they don't, we work with our military counterparts and we put together after action reviews. And then they go in and they brief them and tell them what they're doing well and you know what they need to improve on before they potentially deploy somewhere around the world. So my piece on it is, because I'm not a big component of war, it's just, there's. Been it, there, it could be solved that. better. Yeah, yeah. been there, done that. Could mm -hmm. be solved better. I do care though that I know I was that 19-year-old kid, so I want to make sure I'm giving them the best opportunity to come home to their loved ones. Yes. Uh, oh wow. So, so that's where my where that's where your motivation is yeah. to be able to do what you do to help yes. that 19-year-old kid. Yeah. Wow. Another star. <laughs> okay, so we got you have you have other things about you too that started to flare up. And um, recently, I want to talk about because we I've been advertising the Go Huey logo. Yes. So let's talk a little bit about what Go Huey is and uh, is about to be, and where you fit into that, and where everybody else can fit into that too. Yeah, I mean, it's you've been speaking about it since we started talking this. Mm -hmm. um, Okay. Ooh, what happened? We have a call. Oh, hello? Caller, are you there? Hello? Hi. Hi. Who's this and where are you calling from? What's your name? Ka my name's Kansas. Oh, hi, Kansas. Is this your daddy you're listening to on the phone? I hi. mean, on the radio? Hi, baby. Yeah. Aww. Hi. <laughs> Do you hear he's talking about some really cool things right now? Have you been listening? But yeah. 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 <laughs> I love you, babies. Are you both? Oh, it's Kansas and Kensington. And Kensington. Hi, Kensington. Can you say hi? Hi. Hi. Aww. Hi, Kensington. Hi, Puff Puff. 
Did they just say goodbye? <laughs> oh, okay. Well, keep watching and keep listening to your daddy, okay? Because he's doing such good things right now. Bye, babies. I love you. Bye, Daddy. I love you, too. Oh, break my... Bye, baby. Oh, we're all dying over here. Bye. 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 Kurt has their picture up. They're adorable. They're beautiful. Oh, yeah. They are. Um, Wow. Well, there's a motivation for what you're doing and why you're doing it. And they were a good lead-in to what we're going to talk about with Go Huey and the PVP. Yeah. So... Tell my audience a little bit about what Go, Go Huey is and your involvement with okay. it. So I was, again, fortunate enough to somehow, for the last five years, I've dedicated myself to change and being better because of the birth of my first daughter. Mm-hmm. And I've been working towards wanting to make change on a, a bigger scale. And so you didn't think you were already good? <laughs> I mean, well, I, mean I, I write poetry and I better? do different things and I <laughs> yeah. try to make yeah. a difference. Yeah. However, to daughters are profound. Uh, kids are profoundly life changing oh, yeah. as we There's, know. Yeah. I'm not the same person remotely. And I, mm-hmm. I couldn't be. I had to make the changes mm-hmm. I wanted to make. And I had, couldn't just be a hard worker. I had to be a hard worker that applied it to something more. Yeah. And that's what I, what I try to do. So with Go Huey, um, the VP, amazing woman, super motivated and passionate about what they're doing and the founder dennis he may call in he may not he's mm-hmm. not feeling well uh they they reached out to me and again off of what, reading what i post and how i what i write and kind of how i think and they found you yeah um the vp reached out to me and she, we had a conversation and we talked and i completely believed in what they wanted to do so essentially go huey is uh, going to be a new social media platform but it's going to be more community-based. So there's uh, there's a key component to it called the PVP, the Personal mm-hmm. Values Profile, which you took, and that's I amazing. I took it. Took, yeah, thank it's you for really doing that. cool. It's it. Talk about it a little bit because it's not like um, it's it's kind of an assessment, but not really. Yeah. It's not a game. There is no you know there's no right or wrong answers. Yeah. It's it's a personality, but it's not an entogram either. So what talk about what it is and what it what it uh, spits out back at you. It's the heart of everything that's different about GoHuey. So mm-hmm. I'm, when I say a social media platform, everyone thinks Facebook. It's not going to be Facebook. It's going to be because of that personal values profile, which what it shows you and what you already know is your values, like what what's important to you, what feelings are important to you about what you do every day and about your life and your attitudes about the different things that happen in your life. Mm-hmm. It, it's not a, like a Briggs and Meyer. It's not a right. assessment, a personality right. assessment. Yeah. It's more about what makes you you and uh, Dennis has been working on that algorithm and that piece of it for over two decades. Yeah, I read so his background. Is, He's really got some so long... hearing that and knowing that is what really brought me in and bought me into it. And the, the VP and I both have young children. So we that for us, changing the way social media is misused to create more of a community really and to create a better opportunity for our uh, my daughters, her sons, to have the ability to have a safer... Uh, social media platform to have something that's more community based uh, like just the way that GoHuey works is if I live in an area I don't get random connections I get people that are you know have the same attitudes in life and have the same feelings about life that's part of the algorithm on how how it does how it 
connects people. So again, it creates communities where now it's so it will make suggestions to you that you should connect with based on of my based on my personal your, values yeah, profile. Yeah, right. So okay. not just anybody, yeah. but and it, it's built that you know, you know there won't be the fakes and there won't be it's going to yeah, be you more get real, all of more those organic. Bots out of there, anything that's fake. And I mean, it, so that's the social media part of it, and then it also goes into business. And I'm trying to think about the business. I keep trying to think about it, but what what go who he is is in every situation that a human being has to interact with a human being, if you have an understanding of what their attitudes on life are and what their top feelings about life are, you can communicate with them more efficiently. Mm-hmm. So on, on personal levels, it'll work. And then on a business level, you're going to hire, you're going to retain, and you're going to train people at where they are. Yeah, and, and, it, and, and where you can place them with where they are, with yeah. what your needs are in that company, whether yeah. it's HR or management or whatever that you'll see from that profile, yeah. it puts them into their into where they really will will thrive. Really. And the aha moment about Gohiri is what you did already, and thank you. When you take the PVP, because before uh-huh. that people are hearing social media and they're hearing business, and it doesn't tie the two don't tie together. Right. But as soon as you take the PVP and you see what your personal values are and your attitudes are. Then it makes sense that it comes down to that interaction between two people or that interaction between mm-hmm. a supervisor and their all those interactions is what's the heart of it and that's what is a different it's, about it. It was really cool to me because what made sense to me, so I'm in my sixties, as you know. So I've been around a while, right? So and I've had a few um, like you. I am an entrepreneur, but I had a a very steady career as a television commercial producer. So the word producer, when you're producing, is a leader, you know. So I, you know, I was in that kind of control section. And as I'm reading all these things towards the end, after you, you know, you put in all of the traits and and and, um, you know, you slew the little slide scale, um, and then I'm reading what it is that came out for me. It was like, of course, because I had that job and. I studied this in college, and you know this is my degree, and this is what um, I did ten years ago, and this is what I'm doing now, and this is the kind of mother, this is the kind of leader I was when my you know kids were young, and all of this made sense. So rather than um, let's say a teenager doing it, like where am I going, you know, and what are my interests and and, and likes and dislikes and things. I looked at it more as a senior, you know, and went, oh, yeah, that is me. It was like better than any horoscope that's reading my (laughs) sign could be because this is my personal. And, you know, one of the things I talk about all the time is bio-individuality, that there's no two people alike. Even if we're like-minded and we think alike and we're on that health and wellness path, we're still two different, very different human beings with different backgrounds and different, you know, and so you can't place even, you couldn't even take identical twins and think that there are going to be clones of each other because they're not. And this really made me feel uh, validated and also um, individualized, special in that way that I'm not being categorized, you know, and thrown into a personality assessment. Yeah, what a lot of the assessments do, which Yes, exactly, and I've taken them all. You I'm here to it. tell exactly, you exactly though you yeah. felt validated by seeing like and again you're doing a slide scale. you don't it's so complicated what's behind all that but it creates such a wonderful picture of 
really where you are. Yeah. And again, that's the magic of what uh, goes on. So I I mean, I and so what I have to do is endorse it and say, you know, go to and we'll talk about how everybody can reach you. And and Kurt puts everything up on on the screen. But for people who are just listening, we'll go over everything, too. But at this point, they could go to GoHuey.com, right, and um, find the PVP and go ahead and take that and for themselves like I did and yeah. just feel that validation of either where am I going where have I been and what do I have you know where am I placed right now that I can branch out to because I think it's a great assessment in that respect um, and you know that's you know something that that also struck me when we talked and you know I was like wait what is this and yeah, then realize that, that this is oh of course it makes sense for you it's part and parcel of everything that you are and you are about so um, that's going to launch when when do you think people can start making those connections and actually be online do you well they can be going now um, to, to, do the assessment. to do yeah. the assessment and mm-hmm. kind of get a feel or, for what we're going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, it's looking in end of this year into early next year. Hopefully that's the, the timelines. I'm not going to say more than that because that's Dennis's decision. Yeah, <laughs> right. On when, they're, when it's ready. Yeah. When it's ready. But, you know, saying the end of this year or the beginning of the next is very soon. It's pretty yeah. much now. It's happening. It's happening. Which is really great. And then... Um, I want to talk a little bit about you and your values and your fitness schedule and regimen and why fitness is so important because I know that you're going through a certification to be a personal trainer, which is something I've been for a very long time, another like-minded thing. And um, tell me a little bit about your 26-hour philosophy and you and your brand and and how you live and walk this brand. All right. And again, like most of my writing, it came to me one day. So 26 hours to me is where you obviously get 24 hours in a day. And some people I feel live 18 of that. And some people live 20 of it. And some people live eight of it. It depends what, what you want out of every day and what you get. And I actually had a, a gentleman I work with one day. He looked at me and he's like, you're one of those guys that gets 26 hours out of the day, aren't you? Oh. And it, <laughs> it dawned on me that same. It's like I start my morning almost. I, I work varying schedules for the military, but mm-hmm. I always make sure I'm I'm going to get up. I'm going to go to the gym rather because you know, that for me that's where I go to relax. That's where I go to unwind, and I know it's healthy for me and it recharges. And I have mm-hmm. two young daughters that I need to be healthy for. So yep. there's they're the core of they're the core of everything age. for me yeah. is them. Um, and but, it's six days a week for you, right? Six days to a actually week. go and work out. Yes. Yeah. Which I need. Yeah. Again, even if it's not in the gym, I'm going to be doing something. It's my drug of choice. Active. That's what I say exactly, to people. Yes. This is my drug of choice. It's my know. therapy. Yeah, I don't, absolutely. I don't pay for a therapist. I pay for a gym membership. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And when you become a personal trainer, or at least we, it, it, you know, if you could just train one person and get on, get into the either the gym that you go to or any gyms, you don't even have to pay for it. They pay you to get yeah. in shape. And that's what I've been doing for the past 24 years yeah. is and getting I, paid. I picked very specific populations I wanted to work with based on how I think I could have the most impact. So there's mm-hmm. like four populations that I, I hope to work with. And actually, my ideal is to create the programs and allow other trainers that have the same certification, so I know their certification, to put them out there. I, I want more to create the programs that will help people mm-hmm. than just be uh, in the gym doing them myself, which I will because you have to refine everything. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I picked populations of children and adults 50 pounds and over. Mm. I picked population 50 years and older. 
Uh, mm-hmm. I picked the population of the young men going into the military, young men and women, excuse me, going into the military because the, mili- the army has completely changed their PT test to make it more functional. Mm. And my my ideals of how I created these training programs, I call them functional strength athletic movement. Um, I want it to be something you can do in the gym. I want it to be something you can do at home. I want it to be something you can do in a park and in different settings and still get the same impact regardless because it's it's designed around real movements and real things you're going to do as either an athlete or just an individual. Like the gentlemen and ladies going into the military may not all be athletes, but they still have to be physically fit and they still right. have to have that ability. So that's the mindset of the uh, the what, functional can, strength. Can piece. I, uh, just, just because of what I do and it interests me so much, can I ask you an example of what these movements are? Like you said, if you had to go to a park and you didn't have a gym and you didn't have the facilities that you could put people on machines or free weights, what, 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 like pick one of the demographics and tell me what you would do for them, just hypothetically. Um, well, I mean, again, every but it's different, different, so yeah, so, but just but I, if I was going to go use a park, say I was at a park with mm-hmm. uh, the younger, uh, uh, you know, the, the younger the, overweight child. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, we have we have tons of that. If we're at a park with sand, we can be utilizing the sand for different things. Mm-hmm. We have a, if we have a playground, we can be using like some pull up, and we can be utilizing different pieces of it. So it's it's having the program itself can be adapted to where you are and what you need to do. And then obviously every individual needs to be trained according to where they're at, their physical limitations, what they can do and what they can't do. Mm -hmm. But the ideal of it is that flexibility of you're going to have core programs, but you don't have to have core equipment. Yeah. So if you're going to be doing push-ups, you're going to be doing running, Mm -hmm. or you're going to be doing some type of movement to strengthen the lower body, upper body, it's all going to be very flexible to the point where you could go into somebody's home if they're not, you know, if they're heavy and they can't leave their home, Mm -hmm. and you work out what what they can do within their home to get them started. So it's it's not going to be. I mean, I talk about even some college, uh, high school athletes going into college. That would probably be the most rigorous and the most scientifically defined. Right. The others are introductory to get people to start understanding. Because I'm not a nutritionist, so I can't do the nutrition. But yeah. to get them to understand the principles of healthy eating, of mm-hmm. meditation, of yoga, of weightlifting, all these pieces that holistic come together, piece yeah, will all come together, and that gives them the core to be able to go on and then become as fit as they want. Right. But a lot of times, people just go right to the fit, and they they get they, just they the fitness. Miss they miss the other pieces. And that, yes. A lot of people will get discouraged and stop. And that's why I am the Balance Life yeah. brand. So as a personal trainer for the past 25 years, I've seen every one of those demographics that you just mentioned that you want to help. And I've been um, in every situation of having to having you know a beautiful five star gym at my has access for me and I've had a home with nothing and so and I've had the can't get out of bed person who um, either is post-surgery or post-depression or post-drugs and I've also had you know the person who is way overweight and just wants to get started and again you have to meet them at the level that they're at but you've got to create program or movement for them. And so that's why I went and got a certification in um, nutrition. So, uh, and then I got advanced certifications in nutrition, and then I went on because we're guided by hormones. Hormones are guided by how we take care of ourselves, of course. You know, there's a genetic component, but, you know, how we take care of ourselves, the food we put in our body, the movement we have, the sleep we do or don't have, all those things, those pieces that you're talking about need to come together so our hormones are doing the good stuff and not the bad stuff to us. Because when they start 
going crazy on us is when we get ill and when we yeah. get sick, autoimmune diseases and cancers and heart problems and all kinds of, you know, um, arthritis and things start to kick in when we're off balance. Yeah. So you, again, that like-minded philosophy and, and way of looking at things is so important. And I just, you know, it's the reason why I do this show and it's the reason why I, um, you know, try to get people on board with that kind of thinking, that it isn't just the fitness. Yeah. Because when somebody comes to me who's very overweight, and that's usually my challenge, and for the most part, they're women over 50, so they're going through menopause, that's also my challenge. Um, and they just want to start working out, and they think that's the magic yeah. bullet. It isn't, no, you know. Mind, body, yeah, the whole connection. The whole yeah. connection. <clears throat> and um, you know what they eat. You, you, as you know, your abs are not made in the yeah. gym. They're made in the kitchen. You know, the gym highlights them for sure. Yeah, can. But <laughs> it, you, but if you're not eating correctly, there's no way you're going to find them. You know, and it's so true. And you, Mister. 12 pack knows this, you know. Can I ask you what um, what your diet is like to stay this fit? I'm just, you know, with this mindset. And... I, I don't have a diet. Well, no, but, <laughs> no, but I know what you're saying, you, but you, I'm your trying lifestyle to express it. in terms of. My, yeah, my lifestyle is I've always, I've always eaten, like for as long as I can remember, once I wasn't you know, a child anymore, I've always tried to eat healthy. I've, I've tried to stay with the vegetables and the Did foods. you grow up that way Were your parents? Or did you, like I grew up as a processed kid, which is what catapulted me into the opposite direction. How did you we, grow up? We had a mix. Um, we grew up, I was in upstate New York, which is basically farming communities. So we always had a garden. We always had some oh, fresh yeah. stuff too. So but then <laughs> there wasn't a lot of nutrition, you know, information out there. So no. And, no, and you know, my, I had a mom who's single and four A's and four boys. So there were times when the garden is where we were at and it was very healthy. And there's other times where you had to have the quicker processed foods. And and I was a skinny little thing my whole mm -hmm. like high metabolism kid. So I was eating everything healthy and non-healthy. Uh, and it was in the military and after getting out of the military where I really started understanding. And when I was working with children mm. to help them understand how to eat healthy is really we a big trigger. Yeah, Huge, right? And now that you have your own kids, what, what really hit me, um, I had already gotten into the health and wellness thing. You know, it was just, it, I wasn't making money at it, but just for myself, after being a processed kid, when I was confined to living in my house, when I went away to college, then I had, you know, the freedom. So I, you know, I went to college in the 70s so I <laughs> you're going wait was I born um, I was <laughs> so I had the freedom to now be healthy and also I wanted to feel good I wanted to look good I wanted to attract what I wanted to attract and and that wasn't happening as a processed kid so at that time salad bars were coming into play so I was eating off of salad bars um, in pizza places, basically, and skipping all the junk and going straight. And then all of a sudden, you notice something. And what you notice is, oh, wait, I'm not foggy in my brain anymore. Yeah. I'm doing better in school. Oh, wait, my skin is doing something. My hair is growing. My, you know, uh, my clothes are fitting better. Uh, and then when you start to feel that way, then you, you want to look the part two, and that's when fitness, that's when I started playing tennis and got into the whole, I'm going to start lifting weights and define, and all of that became so evident when I just started 
eating correctly. Yeah. And that's why with kids, when my kids were elementary school age and they were sort of out of from under my wing and eating the healthy way I got them started out, and I started to look at the food in the cafeteria, which my kids hardly ever were eating, I thought, well, there are a lot of kids that are eating this. And this is not going to help them become more productive. It's going to give them the foggy brain that I was living with. So we started kind of a... Um, uh, a guardian angel program where we put fresh gardens in the nice. schools. And um, I got on the health and safety committee right away so I could be instrumental in getting salad bars in the schools. And we became a pilot program at one elementary school that spread out through the entire Santa Monica Malibu School District by the time my oldest daughter left the system. And, um, I, you know, I was proud of that to see because I know it makes a difference from a very early age. And I don't like to get preachy about it. I want them to find. And that's the balance, right, yep. with kids is you can't say, oh, you have to eat your vegetables. You want them to love vegetables so they have to find a relationship with them and the way to do that really is to garden and to see the source of where it comes from to let them cook and get in the kitchen and make their own food so they're not opening a package and putting it in the microwave you know all of that was really important to me parenting and as a result my kids are health and wellness you know they're my oldest daughter that's her field because that's what she knows that's what she grew up with and now she's spreading it as a teacher herself so that, that understanding, stuff. if you're not taught it at home, yeah, it does take time to, because I. So you had better, be you had a better beginning than this. I did. Yeah. Um, she did what she could all the time for us. Yeah. But there was a lot of that. And it, and it wasn't based on a science. It wasn't, it was based on just me you know, making a living where I have the option now because I'm an older dad. Yeah. My babies are babies um, where I've had the chance to learn a lot of that. And so my girls eat everything pretty much organic and we're always trying new things and they, they cook in the kitchen the with me and they get yeah. to play. And, and that will and stick with them. I'm here yeah. to tell you who has two daughters in their 30s that will stick with them for a lifetime. They may deviate and they're going to go have fun in college or whatever and eat their pizzas and eat their burgers or whatever and their fries. <laughs> That's okay. But if they can, you know, I try with clients, I try to say, you know, let's get into the 50 percentile. And then when that's we've met that, let's go to the 70. Let's go to the 80. And if 80 percent of the time you're eating well, then you're already on the right track. That's exactly you know? what I tell people. They're like, well, you eat healthy all the time. I'm like, no, I try to always eat healthy at least 80 percent of the time. Yeah. So that if I want to get something that's un, you know, unhealthy, I can. I, I don't usually do that. But if I wanted to, I could. Yeah, but you I'm can. Just so but used there's to being birthday healthy. parties and yeah. celebrations. And why not go have a glass of champagne with friends getting married? Or, you know, there's some kind of milestone. You know, those, those things are really important to be able. Because our socialization, the way we socialize, is also important to our health yeah. and well-being. And you don't want to be the one who sits back and goes, I don't well, do that. That's, you know? that's so that 26 hours the balance yeah. yeah yeah it's part of all of that yeah that's that's actually a big component of it the 26 hours piece was i'm i'm a healthy person because i choose to be in holistic and mm -hmm. and i'm trying to grow all the time i've added meditation which is hard for me because mm -hmm. i have that's that also always yeah, on brain I'm with you um but and, i do it but I the other it. piece for is when i'm writing i want to talk to people about what i'm writing about and i want to hear what they're writing about because that excitement and uh, electricity for me is part of that it's 26 hours right? yeah and it yeah. spreads and you, yeah. you surround yourself with those people so you're not wasting any moments during the day you're actually excited and excited throughout the day like my hashtag for 26 hours is always devour the day like go yeah, out there I and, and I want something from opening. every day yeah and it, it 
that mindset yeah. is what creates that holistic piece because it's never just about me. Like I'm working on me, but then it means I get but to that's pe how you get people to like others. me and you get to do this. And then, yeah, you take that experience and you hopefully take some inspiration to people that may need it or you just find like-minded people and together you keep growing. Right. And that's... And that's not to say that we don't have, we can have a day of rest and we can have a day to just kind of like also, you know, reset, rejuvenate. It's don't beat yourself up if you're devouring the day is doing nothing. But it, but you can't do nothing all the time. You always have to be moving forward and, and find your passion and move forward with that. And that's the best thing we can, mo and people become more motivated to do that once they've taken care of themselves, yep. once they do all those things that you're talking about that a 26 hour a day thing can do to you without being too, you don't have to be regimented and disciplined. You all. just I have to be. I am not regimented. Yeah, <laughs> me neither, because every day is different for me. I'm yep. doing the show, I do the show twice a month, and then I train clients three to four days a week. I teach classes three to four days a week. You know, those kinds of things are, I, I'm a zigzagger on, the LA freeways and it's fine because that's no two days are alike yeah. but I do devour each day yeah. and then there's that day that I say well what's on Netflix you know and you take a breath my kids aren't young so I you know I they're on their own but I still have to pay attention and still have to spend time and still it's not that I have to I want to I I, I look forward to that of course yeah I've it, had to add that I've had to actually force myself to say it's a self-care day otherwise I don't want to slow down and I don't want to relax which yeah. again I know it's is not part, part of being holistic so yeah. I've taken my mantra to get myself to do that as I call it self-care days now so that I slow down for a day and I just enjoy you know the the simpler things the slower things the the chance to re smell the roses yeah. Yeah. <laughs> literally you know yeah and I I had for a long time had to try to pull myself back and reel myself in as an active mother as a producer and somebody who had a side hustle on health and fitness that's important to the whole circle of life yep. the whole longevity thing um i want to talk about um with the few minutes we have left i also because uh, a couple of things you have going on and one of them is this motorcycle um tour that you're going to do tell us about that um, so this, again, another process of years and meeting the right person and finding a motivational yeah. person in your life. So um, I uh, on LinkedIn, I, I ended up linking with a gentleman, Rick Clark, uh, amazing man, does a lot of, uh, well, he's done, he's done a lot of really amazing things in his life. First African-American owner of a NASCAR team. And, and so he's, he's out there on the front edge mm -hmm. on everything. And we had met through LinkedIn on, he did some painting and poetry and I did some poetry on mine and we kind of talked a little bit. And one day he's talking about, he's, you know, sold the, you know, his, his parents' farm and he wants to create a beer brand. And he tells me the name, it's Country Roads. And I'm like, oh, and then he tells me why he wants to. And it's about getting out there and telling America's story and trying to heal and bring people together based on the roots of where they came from. And mm -hmm. for me, I love that. I was all in. And I went out and did a, I'm teaching myself photography, so I went out and did a photo shoot with my motorcycle and sent it to Rick. And he's like, that's how we're doing it. And for the last two years, it's grown from there to the point where there's, there's lots of things set up. It looks like we're going to be starting in West Virginia because of country roads. Okay, and, right. And... Rick wants me out there on the front of this, going into small towns, restaurants, you know, uh, bars, wherever people are, 
There's going to be more than just you, though. There'll, there'll be, be a social media team following me. Oh, so but so you on your own, you'll be doing the social we're media all, team. We're, yeah, we're asking okay. people if they want to ride when I'm going to be in an area to ride with me. But ideally, yeah. it's going to okay. be me going and having conversations with different people throughout right. America and getting so just cool. about their roots. Yeah. And then at the end of any, each evening, Rick wants me to sit down and talk about what I learned that day. What, what feelings did I get from... That the people that, that you met and that and yeah, and he, it's great. And he always says the beer is going to sell. Like he's he's got the in spite th- of top yeah th- uh, third top beermeister in the world. Mm-hmm. It's going through different competitions. It's cleaning up. I mean, it's a wonderful like. But the country roads for him is about that story, and yeah. for me, that makes what I'm going to go do amazing. Right, it ties it all in it so perfectly, in. and yet you're again bringing wellness to different communities and throughout the country. And I get to ride country. my motorcycle every yeah. day, which I and prefer. you've done other things. I saw, I, don't, I think um, once we became Facebook friends, I, I, I realized on Facebook that you've done other like motorcycle charity type events and things. Well, I, I rode with BACA, which is Bikers Against Child Abuse. Uh-huh. Um, I rode with them in uh, Arizona chapters and California chapters, and Baca is um, their whole premise is to empower children to take back you know their lives. Uh, we worked primarily with abused children to the point where Baca members, you know, a bunch of bikers. I was never the big burly biker, but I was always it was in my heart. Yeah. And we were contacted through CPS and liaisons to go and be a support for that child to be that big ugly biker that they felt safe with. Oh, cool. And Baca would go into courtrooms. Baca would go if the child called because they were afraid one night. We'd go and stand on the lawn. So they could look out the window and see us, like, and it's a voluntary Standing organization. United. Very cool. But it's, uh, it's, I want to say over thirty states and over maybe close to twenty-two countries around the world. So it's not Very a small impressive. movement. So Very cool that you got involved yeah. with that. That's yeah. I was wondering what that was. And then in the few minutes we have left, we can talk about two things. One, I want you to talk about this Fox Sports competition show that you're going to be on. As much in this, as I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> as much as you can talk. Yeah, you can talk about the outcome of the show. Or, yep. But tell the audience, and then maybe they can start following you to see when it will be on. My story for it, because you know, they love stories, and uh-huh. oh, the, the 60, uh, 30 men and 30 women I was with, amazing stories, all of them. A couple of them were working together on different projects with some of them. They're wonderful people. But my story was, I was you know, a 48-year-old father of a three and a four-year-old. I was a military veteran, and so they saw me as living this really hard-line life. Mm-hmm. But as soon as they brought up my girls, I was a mush. Yeah, and so this like, little soft, every, sweetheart. Every interview yeah. we did was we're going to talk to you about you know how hard of a life you lived and you're older and then we're going to bring your girls up and see if we can make you cry and and yeah. they did and they quite did. a bit yeah they do that um, on all the reality shows i've done a few, but the other but. piece was that uh, the next closest competitor to me was 16 years younger so oh. like they're all talking about from 18 they're like oh i'm a college football player and i'm this and they're like well what do you do i'm like well i did all that 20 years ago now I'm a person who chooses to live healthy for these reasons and I had to compete against these little studs and it, and it is was a there, lot of fun is there a name attached to this show there is but now that I've said I'm competing on it I can't tell you that oh name. you However, can't say okay if you're, if you're any kind of sleuth you could go to my pages and figure it out yeah and figure it out <laughs> so which is where we're at now we're down to our last minute okay. so what I want you to do is tell the audience every way that they can reach you and anything that you're passionate about so you give your um your the Go Huey website. Okay. If you can give your personal way to reach you, maybe through LinkedIn or Facebook. Yeah. So um, well, Go Huey obviously is uh, 
it's already going to be posted. Yeah, so yeah, it's posted. On. It's but, like, so yeah. gohuey.com is how they can get in and start learning about us. Uh -huh. And um, if anyone wants more, has questions about it, they can contact me on my Facebook page, which is William J. Hazlitt. Um, they can contact me on my LinkedIn page, which is Will Hazlitt. And then uh, also I have Instagram, which I believe is Will Hazlitt. I'm growing my Instagram. Yeah, I was I an Instagram yeah. where I was told I needed to grow well, that. Wait, for the so this show. motorcycle tour that is gonna because you've got you're, you're going to be doing that Social platform media, yeah. and you're going to be doing these little mini videos. Yeah, and well, LinkedIn was the pri was the primary source for that. I've got my fingers crossed about a new place. I'd like to have a lot of that taken care of. Go Huey. Um, <laughs> right. In the <laughs> but, background. So uh, yeah, it's. Yeah. So there's ways to reach you and to get involved with what you're doing and to be, for others, you know, to be motivated by you. And um, to wrap everything up, I always like my guests to leave me or leave the audience with words of wisdom or thoughts oh, that you want to walk away with, you know, final words. I was thinking about this. So for me, um, I came up with the idea of there's two questions you have to answer every day. Or you have to ask every morning, and you have to answer them both yes. So you have to wake up in the morning, and you're either going to be down, and you're going to say, is this ever going to get better? And you need to answer yes. Mm -hmm. Or you're going to wake up in the morning, and you're going to be just so thankful for everything that's going on, and you're going to ask, is this real? And you need to answer yes. So either question, as long as you answer yes, you keep moving forward. And if you can't answer yes, then that's when you've got to stop. You could get stuck. If you can't answer yes to it's going to get better, or you can't answer yes to it's really happening, you're not, you're not taking in all the things you've done to get there. So if you can answer yes to those two questions every day, it keeps you moving forward for the day. It sets your intentions for the day. Which is a great way to get through life. And it's a great segue into this week, because this week is gratitude week because nice. it's Thanksgiving. That's so cool. it couldn't be better timing <laughs> to have you on my show. And I have to thank you so much for coming all the way out here today on Thanksgiving week with all the traffic in LA and doing the show. I really love people like you who are motivational and inspirational and walking the talk and living this life of health and wellness and longevity. So I applaud you. Thank you so much thank for you. coming on the show. And I wanna thank you, my audience, for joining us today. Hopefully this will motivate you. If there's anything, I mean, what Will just said this last, piece is so um, inspirational. So think about that. I mean, really think about that going into this Thanksgiving week. And I want to thank you for joining me. We're going to have some shows that are going to come a little bit before because um, I'm going to be on the top of, I, I think I have a show on Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve. So I'm probably going to put a show on a week before that. So please check my website and Facebook page and my YouTube channel. And I will start list and my Instagram, which is Balanced Life by Debbie and I will do the announcements on when the shows come because I only do two shows a month. So I thank you for joining me today and remember I want you to go out and keep finding those conversations that connect to a healthier you. Bye everybody. See you soon. Thank you. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. 
online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. 